Hi, welcome to the Strength and Dignity podcast, where we talk about faith and lifestyle for young Christian women. I'm your host, Kelsey Pryor. Here, you'll find conversations around the Bible, stories and testimonies from guests, and encouragement for your walk with the Lord. Before we get started, be sure to smash that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. All right, let's dive in. Hey guys, I'm really excited to dive into this episode with you. I wanted to let you know before we get started that I did have a couple mic issues, so you can still hear everything perfectly fine, but the quality kind of changes halfway through. Just wanted to give you a heads up in case you're wondering what's going on. I'm still trying to get the hang of this um, interviewing via the web thing, but I will get this all sorted out, and next time it'll be better, I promise. But stay tuned. This episode is super, super good. Addie has some awesome truth bombs to share with you guys. Hey guys, welcome back to the Strength and Dignity podcast. I'm super excited to be chatting here with Addie today. Hi, Addie. Hi. <laughs> um, Addie was one of my co-authors and my right-hand man in writing Strength and Dignity. So I thought it'd be really fun to chat with her a little bit about her background, her testimony, and her chapters. So um, I thought we could first talk about how we know each other, which for me and Addie is probably my favorite story out of any of the authors. <laughs> We've told it a million times, so we can tell it again. Um, so do you want to start and I can like fill in the blanks? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so we met when we were what, first grade? Yeah, I think so. First grade um, in elementary school at public school. Mm-hmm. And we were in the same class. I think we were, we were friends, right? Yeah. And we hung out a few times, like, throughout elementary school. And then you moved. Yep. And we hung out, like, once or twice in between then. But then, like, after that, we didn't talk for a long time. Right? Yeah. There was a really long break. I mean, it's just harder back when we didn't have, like, phones. And we knew each other when we were so young that it wasn't, like, really normal for (laughs) kids that age to be keeping in touch. So Yeah. But I remember you, um, I remember you sending me a letter when you lived in Burlington. You wrote really? me a letter and mailed it to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But then I guess what you came back to public school and middle school for a little bit, but we never really talked because we didn't have classes or anything. Yeah. And I was probably a turd at that point too. <laughs> um, but, and then in high school, you ended up, so in high school, I was really involved in a ministry called Young Life. Um, and Kelsey started coming around a little bit and then ended up coming to summer camp with us mm-hmm. and Kelsey was in my cabin <laughs> and at camp, you would have these like cabin times at the end and you would like talk about stuff. And the whole time Kelsey's like spouting out all this like knowledge <laughs> and he was like, secretly really jealous but she knew all this stuff and I was so mean to Kelsey the whole week and like probably most of our senior year of high school when she was in public school it wasn't, it wasn't like an aggressive meanness it was, though it was, it more was just passive like aggressive yeah yeah, yeah it, was, it was kind of passive aggressive and I I I wasn't like holding it against you like wow she must be mad at me but it was like oh she just doesn't seem interested in a relationship with me, which I think is, is an okay place for lots of people to, to be. But so I just kind of accepted it. You know, uh-huh. I didn't think like, 
wow, she has issues with me personally. <laughs> but I think well, I don't think I like realized. I don't think I realized that deep down I was like jealous until later. But wow, yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah, but then t- talk about later because I I want to hear about before you texted me that one time. Yeah, I don't get um, her that part. So I was such a turd to Kelsey in high school, and then. We graduated and went to college and I stayed like home for school, but um, I don't know what led me. I was thinking about it. Like, I think I was thinking about you or something and I was like remembering how much of a turd I was to you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I owe her an apology. Like (laughs) I was so mean for no reason. And like, I was, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to text you and apologize for how I acted. And so I did. And then do you want to take over after that? Yeah. I mean, I was just, I I tell this story not to make you look bad. I feel like the beginning, you might think I'm trying to make you look bad. I'm totally not. I think this, I think this story actually makes you like shows both of our growth, like so much, like, and the in between, like between, cause I think we had graduated um like been graduated like a year yeah it was a year after graduation we hadn't seen each other and um I remember being at Holman's Donuts with my mom because I was just about to leave to go to Israel for two months by myself so we went out to like hang out I was literally leaving like in a couple days and I got this text and I just like looked down at my phone real quick and I was like (gasps) I remember like being like having like a physical response like what the heck (laughs) why is a terrible person texting me (laughs) I was so confused and I so I read the whole thing my mom and we were both like whoa what where is this coming from and I knew that you were dating Colin and that Colin listened to my dad's podcast so I didn't know if you guys happened to just be talking about me and you thought of it or like what was going on but I was like that's so cool so I uh texted Addie back and was like oh my gosh totally forgiven like I haven't even thought of it <laughs> since we graduated but yeah I'd love to hang out sometime I'm about to leave the country. So when I come back, let's hang out. And so I left. And then two months later, I came back and we hung out. And we kind of just, I don't even remember exactly what we talked about. I think we talked about Young Life. And um, then I mentioned that I had had this idea to write the book, I guess. It was, it was just like a couple of months. Like we had gotten coffee like once or twice. And then, okay. and then one day we were at Carabello and you were like, hey. That was yeah. an idea. Do you want to help me? And I was like, sure. Well, because I just realized like what a um, different perspective that you had where we both grew up in the same town, had like, but had, and where they were like the same age, but we had such different experiences and we're both Christians and we both like had some involvement. Like we had in, in Young Life, we had so many like minute similarities that made us like we both became very similar people but like both have very different stories yeah, yeah. and have very yeah. different perspectives and I just thought as we got to know each other more I was like that is so interesting and if you guys did Enneagram Addie and I are both ones and so <laughs> that like we like vibe on so many levels and we clash on so many levels which we didn't discover until after but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> we were on vacation together and we were like huh you know what <laughs> we should probably, you know, mature in these areas. That's okay. Um, or a little passive aggressive still. It's all right. Um, 
And it was just, it was just really cool to me to see like all the ministry that Addie was doing and her love for the Lord and what like a similar yet completely different person she was for me. I don't know. It was just really interesting. And um, the fact that we were friends when we were little, like I would tell people all the time, I think all the way through like fifth grade, my best friend's Addie Paris. And I hadn't even talked to you in like three years at that point, but I remember still (laughs) telling people that. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was such a cool like thing that the Lord did to bring us back together. And that now we have this book that we've done together and it's super fun. And I could not have done it without Addie. I don't know how many times I've, said thank you. And I will say it over and over again, but, um, yeah, I had just been super duper blessed by this relationship. So I just wanted you guys to hear a little bit of Addie's story and then, um, like her testimony. And so, yeah, tell us a little bit about like some key points in your, in your life that have led you to where you are today. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned that I was involved in young life in high school, but I, started so growing up I didn't wouldn't say I grew up in a Christian family went to church like a couple times but that was it um so I really didn't know much about it um and then started some older people at at my high school started bringing me to Young Life and you know Young Life it's like really weird at least where it is like where I'm from it's really weird and um but I kept going and then ended up going to summer camp and for the first time heard the gospel in a way that was like real in a way that I could understand almost like for so long I I don't think I ever heard it like pieced together and I had never heard it in a way that was like oh God wants a relationship with me like he wants to know me and like I he's a part of my life like longer than just Sunday for an hour and a half and that was really new to me and I like didn't know what it like looked like. I didn't know what it meant. Like I remember I like had said like, Oh, I had given my life to Christ. And then all these people were hugging me and I was like, why, why are they hugging me? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like I did not get it. Um, but I had an older, it was my young life leader who came alongside me and really mentored me. I spent like tons of time with her. Um, and that's where I really started to grow in my relationship with the Lord. Um, but in high school, I was a very, I had, it's a very try hard, um, very unhealthy Enneagram one, (laughs) um, (laughs) which is where my passive aggressiveness towards Kelsey had come from. Um, (laughs) but was a super try hard, like wanted to be the best in everything that I did. whether it was like I was playing like I was playing two varsity sports like was that I danced and I ran track and I would go to track after school from three to four thirty and then from four thirty to nine thirty I'd go to dance and then I'd come home and do my homework and get my straight A's on my report card and then be exhausted (laughs) and then was in like every club imaginable like I was just exhausted because I wanted to be perfect so bad um also a big part of my story was the guy I dated in high school um we dated for like three years one of which was secretly because I knew that we shouldn't be dating and that the Lord like didn't want us to be dating but it was really hard for me to like break that off um 
So I hid it for a year from like all my friends. And wow. that was a hard year. Um, Were your friends Christians at that point? Yes. Yeah. So that was like my junior year of high school. So I'd been following Jesus for like a year. Um, and then that whole year I was, I would still consider myself following Jesus. I just had this like whole, this thing that I had been like grasping onto so hard that the Lord kept telling me to let go of that. I was mm. like too scared to let go of. Um, but then finally was able to like release that and surrender that to the Lord. And um, I would say my senior year in high school, like after that relationship ended, I grew so much um, and really started to understand, like, I feel like that's where the Lord really started working in me of like teaching me, you can't earn um, my love. You can't, you can't be perfect. And like your works aren't going to do anything. I feel like I've been learning that for the past couple of years, but um, yeah. And so after I graduated high school, um, I stayed close to home for school and started leading Young Life as a, so I became a volunteer Young Life leader. And I still do that. Um, but that's about, that's a lot of my time is really just school and ministry. But yeah. Yeah. Was that enough of my story? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. I love how you can see that like difference between like, feeling learning grace in your story I think that's super cool that that's something that you learned and it's very evident through like when you look at your life it's not like a um I know some people like when you learn sometimes when you learn something it's not as like evident it's just kind of an internal thing but this is like you really externalize that belief and now you have the opportunity to take it to other teenage girls who were like in the same position as you and yeah. impact them like yeah. they impacted you that's super cool yeah yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was cool. I think because I think my story's different from a lot of people's. Well, maybe it's not, but I, I didn't understand grace when I first started following Jesus. Like I remember like two years into following Jesus, I was with my young life leader and I was like, what does grace mean? Like, I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just had no concept of it where you think like, when people really start following Jesus, it's probably because of grace that they receive grace. And I just didn't really think I needed it. Um, and I think that's been a unique part of my story is that that's something I learned. I got the like, go and make disciples, like go, go do, do. Mm. But um, it took me a long time and I still don't think I fully grasp it, but like understanding grace. Um, yeah. So what would you say is the reason you decided to make that decision and give Jesus lordship over your life? If it wasn't grace, what do you think it is? Um, uh -huh. I remember, I remember like they would give talks each night, but I think the most impactful thing, I, my young life leader, which I've been talking about her a lot, but that was really just the biggest part of my story I like saw, like, I was like, she has something I don't, you know, mm. like she was so happy and so kind. I remember when I met her, she was so nice that I was like, this girl's fake. Like she's a fake. And, <laughs> um, 
couldn't believe that someone would be that nice to me and especially someone who was like way older than me and Hmm. like why does she care and yeah I just remember seeing that she had something I didn't you know like she I wanted whatever that she had and if it meant that it was following Jesus then I was going to try it um yeah yeah that's really cool that's awesome. So where do you, where does that leave you today? Like faith-wise, but also just life-wise, like tell us a little bit yeah. where you're at right now. Um, so like I said, I lead Young Life that, and so if you don't know Young Life, it's a ministry for high school students. And basically what we do is we go into the school. Um, so I will sit in student sections with high schoolers. I will, I've coached, I coach track. Um, I run a Bible study with a group of current senior girls, um, but I've been with them since they were sophomores in high school and I got placed there and I meet with them weekly. I meet with another group of girls pretty regularly that, um, are like kind of following Jesus, but a lot of young life is outreach, um, and like evangelism, which isn't my strong suit (laughs) but makes me really uncomfortable but it's good to do it but I would say the discipleship part I really get to dive into some like deep relationships with girls um and kind of walk with them through high school um just because it's hard and um yeah so I get lots of long text messages and calls and late night car talks and but I love it and yeah so that's kind of what my life looks like ministry wise um but yeah that's awesome so talk a little bit about how you're I don't know exactly what you what you think goes into this if it was your faith or your your story or your growing up or whatever that led you to different things that different realizations you had that helped you write um wise and god-fearing and generous because you yeah. did such a good job with those chapters like everyone that has read those <laughs> chapters is blown away like so that's so many people's favorite chapters it's such the feedback i get all the time so i really i think that lots of people are just curious about oh my gosh who is this girl because her writing has impacted my life <laughs> that's funny um <laughs> yeah i would think i don't know um i think the one i had the most fun writing was the generosity chapter yeah um just because fear of the lord is a hard concept to tackle <laughs> it's a really hard i stuck you with it yeah but um with generosity i don't know it's just, just it's just always something that's kind of come natural to me i don't know if that's like my enneagram two i'm talking about it so much but, <laughs> but like my enneagram two wing or um I don't know. I just feel like I've just seen people in my life who have been super generous, like with their time um, and their resources just like bless me a lot, um, especially when I was a new Christian. And but like I remember hearing our area director for Young Life, he is like the most generous guy I've ever met. Like, he leaves his house. He never locks his doors. He never locks them because, and so anyone can come in whenever they want and just hang out. He lets people, I remember hearing the story. Um, his son is my age, but 
that he let some high school guys drive his car. This guy is like married. He's 50, maybe 45. I don't know. Has kids, has a family. Um, Let them borrow his car. And basically like, oh yeah, he lets people drive his car all the time. Gives out his credit card information to like any leader that asks um, to buy pizza for students or something. But they took his car. They were messing around. They were climbing on the car, and they broke the um, sun, sun, oh, the sunlight thing, sunlight. Really? What is that called? Sunroof. Um, and he was like, "Oh, it's no big deal. No worries. Like it happens. Things happen." And like, it's just the most wow. generous, like grace-filled guy I've ever met. And I just remember hearing stories about him when I was in high school, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, and just hearing lessons on like oh, like this stuff, like my life isn't mine anymore. (laughs) You know, like my stuff isn't actually mine. It's like, I own it, but it's like God's and he has authority over it. And I don't know. I just always found that like really cool and saw the way like I was blessed by people like, not necessarily, I mean, it was a blessing, but I felt so loved by the way people like, when people bought me dinner, you know, like when you go out to eat with someone yeah. they buy your meal or like, and I wrote about this in my book, but like my young life leader, let me go everywhere with her. Like I was with yeah. her all of the time. I mean, she probably got annoyed and, <laughs> but still let me hang out with her. I mean, I went on dates with her and her now yeah. husband, but when they were dating, I would sit and like, I'd make her stay up till like two or three a.m. and bug her with questions and about like Jesus and whatever. When she probably wanted to go to bed, like I was, she like I was in her wedding. Like she put a high schooler in her wedding, and I don't know. I just felt like so loved by the way that she loved me and like was generous towards me um, in the way that other Christians have been like that. And I don't know, something just clicked and I was like, man, I really want to be like that to people. You know, I really want, I want people to feel loved if that means like dying to myself and dying to like, like there's times where I don't always want to go to a high school volleyball game and sit in a student section. But yeah, I do it because I know that one of my main girls in my Bible study is going to feel really loved that I came to her volleyball game and um, just things like that. And I don't know, it's just always clicked to me and been a really important part of who I am as a follower of Jesus is just being generous with my time, especially about my money and my like, whatever my car, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. When you said, like, when you realize my life is not my own anymore, I feel like that is such an epiphany moment, like a paradigm shifting, holy crap, my life's never going to be the same again type of realization. Because if you let that really sink down and believe that at a 10, like from a one uh, scale of one to 10, you believe that at a 10, you'd be like doing what your regional leader or whatever would be doing. Like, I just can't believe the type of mindset that that like someone has to get into it's so not normal you know it's not natural for us to do that but everyone because it's not natural everyone can like point to that and say well there's something different about them what is it 
and it gives them an opportunity to not only share the gospel, but also be Jesus to other people. Yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah. And I know that your young life leader was totally, oh my gosh, she loved you to death. Like if she, if she ever got annoyed, she never, ever would ever let on because when I actually got reconnected with Addie, it was because, um, her young life leader was our neighbor and my parents were going out of town for the night and my, they had never left us overnight before. Like, I, I guess I was a junior in high school, but I was just, they were a bit nervous, like having a house empty at night. And so they had Paige come over and spend the night just in, in our house with us. She didn't even like, you know, make us dinner or anything. She just had to come over and sleep. So I stayed up and waited for her and I had never actually met her before. And I just knew she was the only leader and there was a bunch of high schoolers next door all the time because she was over there. And then we sat and we talked, like you said, like talked late. I just was there to open the door for her, but she wanted to sit down and chat. And I told her that I used to go to the same elementary school as lots of her students. And she was like, Oh really? Like, who do you know? And I was like, oh, I haven't seen him since like second grade, but you're the first man that I said, I was like, I Paris. I was like, super cool. And she was like, <gasps> Addie Paris is my best friend. And she got so excited. <laughs> she's my best friend, is what she told me. <laughs> so I know that she just loved hanging out with you. It was awesome. Yeah. And obviously, I've been super blessed by that because that's what led us back to being friends. So that's awesome. Um, so what about the wisdom and God fearing? What I'm super curious about, like, just like your mindset in that, because that is a really heavy and difficult concept to tackle. Yeah. Um, I picked my con. Well, you asked me when we first started writing it, like what chapters you wanted me to write or what I like wanted to write. And I was like, I don't know. And so I asked people like, what chapters do you think I would have like knowledge to write (laughs) on? And like pretty much every single one of them was like, why isn't God fearing? Why isn't God fearing? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I, I can write that. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't consider myself like a super wise, I mean, there's plenty of wiser, older, wiser people than me. Um, <laughs> I think that people say that about me is just because I, I really value learning. I really value gaining wisdom. Like I remember in high school praying for wisdom a lot. Um, like mm-hmm. I just wanted to be, I think it's part of my perfectionist, but like, I wanted to be a follower. Like I just wanted to honor God. I wanted to do what was right. I wanted to know, like, I wanted to know what the, like, I wanted to be on the narrow path so bad that I was like willing to do what it took, takes, tooks, takes to like get there. Um, so I, yeah. I love to read. Like I, I would read so many like Christian books in high school um again like I was bugging my young life leader till 2 a.m asking her questions on how to follow Jesus and what it looked like and listening to podcasts and all of our like young life like bible studies and campaigners I was like soaking it all in um and not like not saying that to like boast myself I just think that like wisdom I want to be I want to be a wise like God-fearing woman that's who I want to be and that's who I want to grow up to be you know like I want to be I always used to say oh I still say this but like I hope one day that like I'm that old like 
woman with gray hair that everyone just wants to like talk to because they <laughs> are like so sweet and like love Jesus so much and know yeah. so much and like trust him with everything. Um, yeah. And like one of my life verses is the, it's in first Peter where it's like right before that, it's like, don't adorn yourself with like gold jewelry and, mm-hmm. but like, have a gentle and quiet spirit like that's what god values is a gentle and quiet spirit and i don't think yes and like he's not saying like oh women need to be quiet like Mm -hmm. i'm taking it as like oh i want to trust in the lord so much that like i'm not worrying you know like my spirit is quiet because i'm so content Mm -hmm. in the lord and like trust him and I've given everything to him and I know that he's good and loves me and is going to provide for me. Um, and then I come off to people as like gentle and like, I want people to come around me and like be refreshed after, not because of me, but because of like the Lord and the spirit in me. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes with gaining wisdom and like wanting, mm-hmm. wanting to honor the Lord and fearing him. Um, so that's kind of where I, based that chapter off of is like not necessarily like how to be wise well I guess Mm -hmm. it was kind of how to be wise but not like what what are wise people like what qualities do they have but like how do you become wise um and like hopefully the path that I'm on of like seeking and trying to learn and like I think a lot of like wisdom comes from seeking old older and like wiser people and counsel but yeah for sure that's kind of where I went with that chapter yeah that's awesome no I I thoroughly enjoy that chapter and enjoy that I didn't have to be the one that wrote it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I remember texting you being like being like I don't know. <laughs> like I watched. So I was like, just talk. Well, well, we can edit it later. Just like, just start writing, and we'll <laughs> yeah <laughs> figure yeah. out the order that things need to be in, whatever. So, but I think it was, it was awesome. So I'm super thankful. And we went back later. I literally was about to publish it. I was about to like send it into the editor, and I was like, I am sorry, but this chapter needs a personal story. <laughs> like, there's, I know it's already super long. But I really want to like hear from your like your personal experience. And I read it to my dad, and he was like, "Yeah, I think this needs like a personal." That's the only thing he had to say about it was like, "It's awesome." Just needs a little bit more like personal touch. And so I'm so glad that we left and added that too. So I'm really happy with your final product, and I think it's brought already. I mean, the book's not even like. It is really cool the places it has been. It's in Poland right now. Someone just took it to Poland. Isn't oh my that cool? gosh. No. I know. That's amazing. <laughs> Someone was like a foreign exchange student and their host bought them the book. And then they took it back home. Isn't that crazy? I don't even know who the people are. Like they just messaged me and said, just so you know, your book's made it to Poland. I'm like, who are you? And thank you. Like, I don't know. This is awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I know. And every time... Like, I see the orders come in. It's just, like, all over the country. It's super duper cool. And so not that there's been, like, a, like a huge quantity that's gotten out there, but the places that has gone, like, the internet's awesome in that capacity. So, yeah, um, yeah. I hope that you feel super encouraged by that because you put a ton of work and effort into it, and everyone's benefiting. 
off of your work and efforts. So we're all super thankful. Um, cool. So um, I wanted to ask, what are some things that God's been teaching you recently? So this doesn't have to do have to do with your chapter or anything, um, yeah. but just what are some things that like in your relationship with the Lord that He's been teaching you? Yeah. Um, well, I think. I mean, for a long time, it's been like for the past few years, I've been talking about this, but like grace and that like God loves me, which is like, Mm -hmm. people don't, I think you just hear it so much. Like, Oh, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. But you never like, I feel like for some people, it's like, you never actually soak that in and like what that means. Um, I think that's kind of branched off into like a lot of what I'm learning. Um, like, I mean, right now, like in this coronavirus, I, I just got engaged two weeks ago, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but I can't like do wedding, any wedding. I didn't get to have an engagement Mm. party, um, because of the I was so bummed about that. I I knew about it like a few weeks, like right when he like announced it on, it was like a private Facebook event. It was like Eddie Collins engagement party. I was so excited. I like really wanted to text you, but I knew I couldn't. And then I was so sad. This freaking virus. They canceled your engagement party. It canceled my other friend's wedding. And so, so sad. I know. Yeah. So I feel like, um, so we didn't get to have an engagement party, which is like not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. But like, I'm supposed to go wedding dress shopping, like, because we don't want to have a really long engagement. And so it's making it hard to go do things. And like, yeah. just a lot of things that like my expectations for what I wanted, like, I mean, you've like dreamed about your wedding, like since you were a little kid yeah. and like certain things. Um, and like yesterday, so it's like really fresh. But the other day I was just like, I don't know, like I'm graduating from college and my graduation got canceled. My, a big like family vacation got oh. canceled and I was like, just let it pile like all on me. And I was just felt so defeated, <laughs> you know, like just so discouraged. Yeah, totally. Nothing like just kind of sat in this pity party of like, nothing's going my way. Like this is not what I wanted it to look like. And, um, and I had such a bad day. <laughs> and then yeah. the next day I woke up and I felt like the Lord like told me I needed to surrender like that. Mm-hmm. I needed to surrender my expectations for what specifically like my engagement, my wedding to look like, but life in, as a whole, like I needed to surrender that. And like, I was, I just prayed like, God, I'm surrendering this to you and like declaring and like, help me to believe that like you're good and this is, you're going to work this for good. And like, it's your will that I want and not mine. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had such a good day after that, you know, that over to the Lord and I had such an awesome, like I just felt so much better. And um, like, I feel like he's just continually asking me to trust him and trust that like he loves me and he's faithful to me. And mm-hmm. he's not going to let me down. Like, he's not going to, he wants good things for me. God is for me. He's not mm-hmm. against me. Um, and just to trust that 
I think I've been having to learn. Like my, I think my word for the year is um, that I felt like the Lord gave me was enjoy me. Like just enjoy him, you know, enjoy that he's good instead of like thinking about all of the bad things that are going to happen or dwelling on all the bad things that have happened. Like dwell and enjoy the fact that like I have a God who loves me a God who's in control and he loves me more than I could ever imagine and is never going to leave me, never going to forsake me and is always faithful to me and works everything for good. So why do I need to sit and be like negative and like discouraged? Hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of just a a little bit of what I've been learning. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so good. I love that. That's super encouraging to hear just, it is such a confusing time to think, okay, God, what's your plan again? Like, yeah, nothing's happening how I thought it would. Like, even just in the small things. For some people, yeah. it's like they're really, really big things. Like, losing their job or they get sick or someone they love gets sick. And then some people, it's like, or like the wedding gets, gets canceled or like yeah. expectations for weddings and stuff like that, graduations. And then sometimes, like, for me, nothing like super huge has happened, but just in the small, like, how do you even make plans? How do you even, like, go about your day or think about the future and like I don't know things like that or taking on I I love taking on other people's like pain (laughs) or problems I mean it's just like oh oh my gosh I can't believe that so-and-so is going through that or missing out on that or whatever it is and so it's just like that can feel so overwhelming so to have that like but I've also noticed how like the world has started to like been slower almost it's like oh, you have okay. more time in your day it's like it's seeing it's just walking around we live in a super Addy and I live in, a, in the same town and we're really sad we can't just be sitting next to each other doing this because <laughs> we because of the virus see <laughs> things like this it's just so small it doesn't really matter but it's just annoying um but we live in a really small town and just like walking up the street there's tons of people walking and lots of people playing outside with their families and like people having family dinners and just like the pace of life has gotten a lot lower and so did you see that C.S. Lewis quote have you seen that C.S. Lewis quote it was like Satan it was like I will bring fear and anxiety and like disappointment and blah blah blah. and then it's like the Lord I will bring like families back to the table I will bring back relationship Mm. and rest and it was really cool sorry I just cut you off but I felt like that was like really capturing what like we're seeing in the yeah. world. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could do a whole, just not for me, but probably with my dad or something about like how this has caused the world to rest. It's like yeah. to actually take like a Sabbath, like it says in the Bible. And so having that words, like enjoy me as like uh, a mm-hmm. word for this season is like super encouraging and like purposeful. It feels like, okay, that just gave me purpose for what these unknown days are supposed to look like. Like God's already supposed to have control over our schedules, but this is like forcing us to let him have control over our schedules and yeah. enjoying his presence in the good and in the bad. Yeah. So I, I love that. That's super helpful. Yeah. Cool. Well, I hope that you feel encouraged because you're being a light to so many people right now. And I hope that whoever's listening feels encouraged by things that Addie has to share and her story and what the Lord's been teaching her. I'm super thankful to write this book together, do this podcast together, anything I get a chance to hear what's going on in your life. I love it. So, mm-hmm. um, any, any last words before we get out of here? No, honey, I don't even know. Guys, this is like my first one. <laughs> <laughs> I could say that this is actually going to be the first one. 
So if this goes a little bit longer than the other ones will, then, or, or it's been shorter. I have no idea. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. I think but. I'm really excited for you and your book and this ministry and how it's going to bless young women. So you're doing an awesome job. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Strength and Dignity. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook and sign up for our newsletter to be notified of all the fun stuff we have rolling out. All the links can be found in the description below. Hope you tune in next time.